This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. President Obama's officials who started the Russia hoax, some of them actually might go to jail. That's what we're going to talk about on the show today. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us this Saturday afternoon. A lot to talk about. Actually, some good news to talk about when it comes to the Russia hoax and the entire witch hunt uh, designed at taking down the Trump presidency. We've talked about this over and over again on the show. Week after week, we've talked about it. And... You know, I said last week I'm kind of getting tired of talking about it, and I am, but we got some really good news today and a lot of breaking details on that situation, so we're going to talk about that, play several clips to really delve into this subject and truly expose all of the criminal conduct that happened under President Obama's watch, the previous administration. So that's what we're going to talk about. The website is AFR. You can listen to the podcast there, or you can download the podcast on any device that you listen to. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can download the Exposing Washington podcast uh, on, on whatever podcast store or whatever device you listen to. And if you visit our website, not only can you listen live to American Family Radio there, you can also uh, listen to podcasts there, too. Are there also just go to afr.net top of the page click on the podcast link scroll down a couple uh, clicks and there you'll see exposing Washington on the left hand side of the desktop page so various ways to keep up with the show and of course I'm on Facebook and Twitter Walker Wildman on Facebook and Twitter lastly I'm on YouTube exposing Washington on YouTube exposing Washington on YouTube you can watch the show there well The first good news story this week is that the Attorney General in Washington, D.C., the United States Attorney General, he appointed or assigned a U.S. prosecutor, a U.S. attorney out of Connecticut to lead the investigation into how the Russian witch hunt began under the Obama administration. So this is excellent news. Uh, This U.S. attorney in Connecticut, from all that I understand, now, I'm not saying, I don't know the fella. I'm not going to vouch for him 100% here. Who knows? We, we, I just don't know anything about him. Never heard of him before. But from what I read from those who do know him, this guy's a pretty fair-handed fella. He's going to give this a run for its money. He's going to handle it professionally, how it should be handled. So some good news there. And, you know, this is what we've been calling for all along. When I say we, I'm talking about Republicans, conservatives, people who have been concerned about how 
the Obama administration began spying and surveilling the Trump administration long before the election, we've been saying, look, this is this needs to be looked into. We, uh, uh, th- this is this stuff's been exposed. Some very solid people have been exposing a lot of this uh, corruption under the Obama administration, and it's uh, this stuff is worthy of investigation, no doubt. So this is good news. Uh, the U.S. attorney's name is John Durham. He's a U.S. attorney, or the U.S. attorney in Connecticut, in the state of Connecticut. So he works for the U.S. Department of Justice. He's stationed, if you will. His office is in Connecticut. He is going to head up uh, this inquiry or investigation into whether there was criminal activity when it comes to the uh, uh, the origins or the origination of the Russia investigation. And we're going to stay on this topic because we're going to transition to the second aspect of this story this week. Not only do we have a U.S. attorney now looking into uh, the criminal conduct of, of President Obama officials, but we also have breaking news this week from a very well-respected source, Joe DeGeneva. We've played his his uh, voice here on the show before. He says this week that he has been told... So we have this Inspector General report, Michael Horowitz, the Inspector General of the Department of Justice, which is basically the auditor, if you will, or the watchdog of the Department of Justice. This Michael Horowitz has been investigating these FISA warrant applications that were used to surveil the Trump campaign and whether they were legal or not. Well, Joe DeGeneva has some pretty astounding breaking news this week. This is clip to Joe DeGeneva. Let's listen. Inevitable conclusions of the DOJ Inspector General Michael Horowitz, who, by the way, we have learned has concluded that the final three FISA extensions were illegally obtained. The only question now is whether or not the first FISA was illegally obtained. And he apparently, as a result of those disclosures from John Solomon today, uh, which he was unaware of, the Bureau hid those memos from Horowitz. Uh, As a result of that, they are doing some additional work on the first FISA. It may be that all four FISAs will have been obtained illegally. Well, there you have it. That's Joe DeGeneva, DeGeneva, sorry, former U.S. attorney. And that's, that's astounding. But we knew it all along, didn't we? We've talked about this for two years now. I've said, everyone said, who actually knows what they're talking about on this, that the FISA warrant applications were probably illegal. Why? Because they used baseless, factless, if that's even a word, lacking fact documents to get a warrant from the one of the most secretive courts in the land, in the world, actually, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, which is actually supposed to be used uh, to fight terrorism, but here we are using it against our own citizens, against our own citizens. Joe DeGeneva just said there that from people he's talked to, which he has a lot of good connections in Washington, D.C., that at least three of the four warrants, search warrants, were illegally obtained, which is huge. Then he goes on to say, not just three of the four, 
it could be that all four FISA warrant applications used to go after Donald J. Trump could have been attain, obtained or were obtained illegally. And what does this mean? This means that those who signed the applications, James Comey, Rod Rosenstein, and others, very well could be facing criminal prosecution from this U.S. attorney in Connecticut. So this is great news that, I mean, this is, this is, this is horrible that we're even here in the first place, but the fact that we're getting to the bottom of this is pretty astonishing, pretty impressive, considering the entire cabal of corruption in Washington, D.C. So we have that angle. So the second aspect is what we just went over. First aspect, we have a U.S. attorney in Connecticut specifically assigned by the attorney general to look into the corruption of, of President Obama's administration when it comes to this Russian hoax. The second uh, uh, detail we just covered was that the that at least three of the four uh, search warrants were illegally obtained under uh, former President Obama's Justice Department. Third aspect of this is that George Papadopoulos, which you're asking, who on earth is that, Walker? I'm asking the same thing. George Papadopoulos was a was a volunteer on the Trump campaign. He's the one that that where this really all began. The FBI under President Obama tried to set up. We're learning this. The FBI tried to set up George Papadopoulos, tried to get him to take the bait so that they could start uh, surveilling the Trump campaign. George Papadopoulos, and I'm, I'm just now learning this, that George Papadopoulos flew to Europe. While in Europe, he was confronted by a fellow who claimed to be working on behalf of Israel, saying, look, come, come to Israel with me. Uh, I want to pay you to advise uh, people in Israel on foreign policy and all kind of stuff like that. Well, I want to play clip three here. This is a, a, a lawyer by the name of Victoria Tonsing, and she's talking about uh, how George Papadopoulos was set up by the FBI and the CIA. Clip three, listen closely. After he was put on the Trump campaign as a foreign policy advisor, unpaid, I mean, yes. very informal, he only met the president one time at a meeting with a bunch of people. He was vacationing with his then fiance in Greece, and this guy comes and tries, starts knocking at his door, basically, to say, hey, I really want to deal with you. You're now very important. And so, will you just come to Israel and talk to me about making a deal? And he said, why can't you talk now? Well, no, I need you in Israel. Go to Israel. The guy takes him to his hotel room, and there on the bed is $10,000 in cash in a suitcase. $10,000 in cash. So, I'll make it short. Papadopoulos, uh, Papadopoulos wife is very smart and says... Don't. He says, don't do it. Leave it here. They left it in Greece with his lawyer. He flew back to Dulles, and the second he landed, the FBI surrounded him and started searching everything that he had. And in fact, they already had his baggage from the plane. He couldn't believe so that they got his baggage. It was a complete setup. Of course, he and didn't were, have... There was no ten. There was no $10,000, but they knew that he hadn't declared it when he entered the United so States. So they saw which, he hadn't declared it, so we're going to nab him. They said, we got him now. Put the thumb screws on, and, and he's going to squeal. And one FBI agent said to him, this is what happens when you work for Donald Trump. Folks, that is stunning. What we just heard there was that George Papadopoulos, this nobody, with all due respect to Mr. Papadopoulos, 
This guy's a, a low-level campaign volunteer on some foreign policy advisory council. All right? This is not the chairman of the campaign. All right? So George Papadopoulos is travels to Europe. Then this guy runs into him and says, look, you need to go to Israel. I, I want you to do some work for me, blah, blah, blah. Gets to Israel. This, what we now know is an FBI slash CIA informant, sets $10,000 on the bed and says, take the $10,000 and work for me. Well, uh, Papadopoulos, thankfully, flies to Europe, from Israel to Europe, to London, gives the money to his attorney, says this is suspicious, I don't know what to do with it. Flies back to the U.S., guess who meets him at the airport? The FBI! (laughs) FBI agents meet George Papadopoulos at the airport, I think it was like Newark, New Jersey airport, and... They say, Mr. Papadopoulos, uh, you didn't declare your $10,000. Well, Mr. Papadopoulos says, I don't have $10,000. What are you talking about? So basically, the FBI tried to set Papadopoulos up in Europe and Israel, and it didn't work because he didn't bring the cash back with him. FBI went all through a suitcase, uh, couldn't find the money. The FBI, one of the FBI agents told Papadopoulos, this is what happens when you work for Donald Trump talking about we're going to come after you. So, folks, this is some concerning stuff, some concerning business. That's what happened to Papadopoulos. We'll find more more out about that. And once again, if you're getting a little bit confused, I understand these stories are very detailed. They're kind of in the weeds. You really have to pay attention here. I'm going to post all these links to these stories on my podcast page at AFR.net. Just go to AFR.net, click on the podcast link. You'll see Exposing Washington there. And I'll post all of these stories there so you can read farther into this for yourself. Remember Judge Napolitano. So this is the fourth angle. That was the third angle, Papadopoulos being set up by the FBI and the CIA. Well, Judge Napolitano back in 2017 said on Fox News, Fox and Friends, that he thought that the British intelligence agency was uh, partnering with the CIA and the NSA and the FBI to spy on the Trump campaign I want to rehash that. Let's play clip six. This is March of 2017. Judge Andrew Napolitano on Fox News. Clip six. Let's listen. Three intelligence sources have informed Fox News that President Obama went outside the chain of command. He didn't use the NSA. He didn't use the CIA. He didn't use the FBI. And he didn't use the Department of Justice. He used GCHQ. What the heck is GCHQ? That's the initials for the British spying agency. They have 24-7 access to the NSA database. So by simply having two people go to them saying, President Obama needs transcripts of conversations involving candidate Trump, conversations involving President-elect Trump, he's able to get it. And there's no American fingerprints on this. Well, there you have it. So that is... That is Andrew Napolitano like two years ago saying that he had sources that told him that the British, that that President Obama's administration used British intelligence to spy on the Trump campaign, to subvert America's laws. They use a foreign adversary or not an adversary, but a foreign ally to spy on the Trump campaign. Well, it turns out that that's absolutely what happened, because guess what? Christopher Steele, who wrote the Russian dossier on President Trump that the FBI 
used to get a FISA warrant that now we're learning is was illegal. Christopher Steele, who started this whole business from the Trump camp, I mean, the Clinton campaign, they actually footed the bill for, for Christopher Steele. Well, it turns out that Christopher Steele was a British agent. He worked for the British government. So, yeah, the British have their fingerprints all over this business. Talk about globalist. This is the globalist elites, all the the globalist billionaires and spy agencies and all the cronies going after Donald Trump because they just can't stand that he might actually win the White House. Turns out he did. Speaking of CIA, FBI, British intelligence, I want to play clip five here. This is George Papadopoulos, who we talked about was set up by the FBI, and he's talking about how he believes that this whole cabal was headed up by the CIA. Let's listen. Well, um, I think uh, the operation that was targeted against me in London by uh, Professor Stefan Helper and this uh, Azra Turk was clearly a CIA operation. And that's the reason why I was flown to London uh, to be spied on and why the British were also meeting with me and probing me the same exact day that uh, these two figures were paying me and uh, spying on me and recording my conversation. So when I hear John Brennan say this, um, I believe... uh, Yeah, usually the CIA doesn't uh, spy domestically, and that's why they brought me to London uh, to meet Stefan Halper and this informant while the British were uh, also involved in it. So I have to highly disagree with John Brennan, and I think the CIA is up to their neck in this. Well, there you have it. That's George Papadopoulos, uh, and who's a Trump campaign advisor, foreign policy guy. Well, so not only was he set up by the FBI, our own FBI, uh, but also the British intelligence agency and the, our own CIA were in on this folks. This is so dirty. I think this is going to go down in the history books as one of the most beyond the shadow of a doubt. One of the most corrupt operations in the U S government's history. One of the most corrupt abuses of power in the history of our country. This makes this makes Watergate look uh, like like a misdemeanor. This makes Watergate look like a speeding ticket. I mean, this is this makes Watergate look like a joke. You know, Nixon breaking into the DNC headquarters, blah blah blah. That that's child's play compared to what our CIA, FBI, the British intelligence agency, what all they did to collude to bring down Donald Trump. Boy, did they fail. Boy, did they fail. So a lot of different moving parts here. Once again, I'll post all this information on our website, AFR.net, under the Exposing Washington podcast link. But there's a reason they sent Papadopoulos to Europe and to Israel, tried to reel him in. Why? Because the CIA is not supposed to do operations in the U.S., But guess where they can do operations? Overseas. And that's exactly why they reeled Papadopoulos in to Israel and Europe, because they wanted Papadopoulos to uh, take the bait. The CIA had their fingerprints all on this. This was a well-orchestrated strategy to, uh, to get inside the Trump campaign, get dirt on Donald Trump. And, you know... This is not, folks, I'll almost guarantee you 100%, this was not a low, this was not planned by a few people. 
This was not carried out by a few, a hand, two or three corrupt officials at the FBI. This goes way beyond that. We're talking dozens of people involved here, if not hundreds. Because you got the whole Hillary Clinton campaign in on this, getting the dossier. You got Christopher Steele and his crew. Then you got the FBI and all the cronies at the top, at the at the seventh floor of the D- Department of Justice building. Then you got the CIA. Who knows how many people they had on this thing? And then you got the British folks. I mean, you got all these hands in on this. This was a well orchestrated strategy to get into the Trump campaign to bring down Donald Trump. I have no doubt. This was the insurance policy. This was the insurance policy to take down Donald Trump. Moving on here, I want to talk about uh, about Joe Biden, and and this is an entirely separate subject. Joe Biden is uh, facing some heat here because his son has billions of dollars, billions with a B, tied up in the Chinese government, in the Chinese economy, and so how can we elect Joe Biden to run the country in 2020 if his son is all tied up in Chinese business deals? Because isn't that a conflict of interest? I would absolutely say it is. Let's listen to Peter Schweitzer, who's an author, well-known author. He's written about the corruption of the Clintons. He's written about the corruption of Mitch McConnell and his family. He's written about the corruption of Jared Kushner. Yes, President Trump's son-in-law. He's also written about Joe Biden's family's connections, Joe Biden, family connections to the Chinese government. Clip four, let's listen. Yeah, no, you're exactly right, Steve. I mean, we're all familiar with globalization and the phenomenon as it relates to the economy and corporations. Well, corruption is being globalized as well. You know, 70 years ago, foreign governments, uh, you know, were, you know, a country like China or others were not quite as interested in every single thing that happens in Washington, D.C. Now what Washington, D.C. does can make you or break you, whether you're China, whether you're the Ukraine, Mm -hmm. you name it. So what do they do? They look for friends in Washington. And one of the best ways to make friends in Washington is to do deals with family members. You know, Joe Biden every year is vice president. He has to disclose his income, assuming those disclosures are honest, he can't have a big fat check from the Chinese government in that disclosure form. But his adult son, Hunter Biden, he doesn't have to disclose anything. So, you know, as I recount in the book, and we've talked about on your show, in December of 2013, Vice President Biden flies over on Air Force Two to Beijing, China. On the plane with him is Hunter Biden. They have a lot of meetings. Uh, Vice President Biden doesn't really challenge the Chinese on much of anything. Ten days later, when they return, Bohai Harvest, this company we're talking about, uh, agrees to a $1 billion private equity deal with Hunter Biden's firm. And that's just one example of the sort of thing we're talking about. There you have it. Peter Schweitzer, author, well-known author, who's ri- who writes consistently on corruption of Washington, D.C. politicians. There you have it. Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, he and his dad, Hunter Biden and his dad, Joe, vice president of the United States, fly over while the Joe Biden is vice president, fly over to China for 10 days, have all these meetings, all these handshakes, all these cocktail dinners, fly back to the U.S. 10 days later, or a week later, the Chinese government... Basically, it's a it's an offshoot of the Chinese government. Does a one billion dollar business deal 
with Hunter Biden's equity firm. Now, you tell me, you cannot tell me that that was an accident, that that was a coincidence. <laughs> Who are you kidding there? This is what this is what the Democrats do. This is what the Republicans do. They allow their kids, their spouses, their cousins, their aunts, their uncles to basically get bribed by foreign governments, by wealthy companies, by wealthy people. And basically, that's how you buy off power in Washington, D.C. Hillary Clinton was guilty of this. He had the whole Clinton Foundation. So I don't know. I don't think Joe Biden can be president. Not only do I agree with 100 percent of his policies on on the life issue, on on all on the Second Amendment, on all you got all these issues on marriage, but Joe Biden, the former vice president, has his hands. His son has his hands all in China, so we can't expect Joe Biden to give us a fair rundown when it comes to dealing with our top adversary in the developed world, the Chinese government. Uh, one last story I wanted to talk about. This jumps back to the Russia investigation. Is that President uh, Trump and the White House are telling the House Democrats and, and, and everyone else, basically, that we're done with the Russia investigation. We are flat out done with this Russian hoax, this illegal investigation into, into my presidency talking on behalf of Donald Trump. The White House has said, we're done. We're done. We're not turning over any more documents. We're not sitting down for any more interviews. Robert Mueller and his team of Democrat corrupt attorneys, Hillary Clinton attorneys, they spent two years, actually three years, three years, $35 million, actually probably more like $40 million, and issued hundreds of subpoenas, thousands of hours of interviews, and guess what they found? They found absolutely nothing. They found absolutely nothing. So kudos to President Trump and the White House. I'm reading directly from uh, from Breitbart.com, and here's what the White House had to say, and I'm so proud of President Trump. It's about time. Robert Mueller did his thing for three years, ran his corrupt investigation. President Trump has put his foot down, and he said, I'm not doing it anymore. And this is absolutely fabulous. Here's the quote from the White House. Quote, the White House will not participate in the committee, talking about the Democrat House Committee, the committee's investigation, in quotes, that brushes aside the conclusions of the Department of Justice after a two-year-long effort in favor of political theater preordained to reach a preconceived and false result. A letter sent by the White House counsel, Pat Capalone, to the House Democrats. And this is, this is excellent. This is excellent. This is exactly what the White House needs to do. I wouldn't turn over one more document. I wouldn't answer one more question. I wouldn't answer one more letter, one more phone call. I would flat out ignore it all. Exert executive privilege on everything when it comes to the Democrats and this Russian hoax. I wouldn't do it. So kudos to President Trump and the White House. They're not going to go along with this waste of taxpayer dollars any longer. Exposing Washington American Family Radio. Visit our website, AFR.net. And until then, I'll see you uh, next week.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.